how is it going? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, depending wherever in the world you may be. Today, I'm coming at you with another podcast episode, and I'm going to speak about what I think is a very important subject for your fitness journey today, regardless of what your goal is, whether you're trying to, you know, gain muscle, lose weight, get faster, get stronger. I There's, you know, there's a million things out there that I'm not going to about to list now, but what I'm going to help you with on today's episode is peer pressure scenarios and by that I'm talking about you know when you're with your your family at your aunt's house or or you're with friends at, at the pub and or you're at, with work colleagues at work of course and they're trying to get you to eat or drink something that j- that's just not in line with your goals or obviously you can have everything in moderation but maybe it just doesn't fit in with your goals on that particular day Or maybe you know you've already gone quite overboard throughout the rest of the week and you're just trying to, you know, balance it out a little bit. And they're trying to push you where they go, oh, come on, just have one more or live a little, eat another slice of cake or stop being such a Debbie Downer, have another drink. Because that's annoying, isn't it? I know the feeling. I've been there. It's something that everyone goes through on their fitness journey. So again, I'm going to speak just about all of that today, why people do it how you can work around it and how you can get just get them to stop doing it pretty much. So, you know, I'm just going to get stuck in. So first of all, you know, it, it kind of goes without saying this first point. Sometimes people are just being nice. Sometimes people are just being polite. Even And th- yeah, the temptation is un- inconvenient. That goes without saying. But people can't read minds. You know, not everyone knows you're trying to be healthier. But in these situations... For example, when, you know, everyone's trying to get you to keep snacking at work, it's your duty and no one else's to say something along the lines of no thank you. Literally just that. You don't need to justify it. Saying no for the first time will feel hard. It will feel tough. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. Saying no is also powerful in the aspect of you understanding that you have full control over your relationship with food and not the other way around. And if they're a great friend or family member, they'll understand and move on. As simple as that. Although that is in an ideal world. So what if they persist? Because let's face it, people do. It's not unusual for people to keep persisting. And here's what I think. If people persist, it's their own insecurities. Think about it. Have you noticed that it's almost never the people who look after their own health that are creating these peer pressure scenarios? It's often the people who neglect their own nutrition, inconsistently train, and to be honest, someone you just straight up would not go to for health and nutrition advice. And how can I confidently say this? Because if they did care about their health and fitness, they wouldn't be applying this this extent of peer pressure and they'd likely be on the same boat as you. And here's the most interesting part. They've probably made several promises to themselves about eating better, exercising more, and they've just never consistently followed up with it. So can you imagine how it then makes them feel when they see you doing your best to change your habits into much healthier ones? Obviously, they're going to feel guilty and ashamed, especially when they're on their fifth alcoholic beverage and you're still sipping on your first cranberry juice or it's only Thursday and they've already eaten takeaway for the seventh time that week. And meanwhile, you're eating the tasty beef, rice and mixed vegetable meal that you prepared at home and also fits very well into your macro goal for the day. Or you've just come back from a killer leg session at the gym and your third session overall this week, but they're still yet to use the gym membership that they signed up for five months ago. 
meaning that they now see you being consistent with all the things they've been promising themselves that they'd be doing for years. And with all of this in context, what do you think is the best and the, the easiest and quickest way to make themselves feel better? Is by bringing you down with them. So, in my mind, I think you should just take it as a compliment instead of getting wo worked up and inside your own head about it. Like I said, just take it as a compliment because they're not the ones who are drastically reducing their alcohol intake. You are. They're not all the ones preparing their own meals in advance. You are. They're not the ones being consistent with their training. You are. And that's just to name a few. They're looking at you and they're basically wishing that they could do what you do. So they apply these types of peer pressure scenarios. It's not easy, I know especially when it's from loved ones and especially when you're in your earlier days where you're just trying to teach yourself how to say no and to stop giving in. And I know this because I've also dealt with it a lot throughout my own self-improvement journey as well as coaching my Team Carers Online members who I'm helping them make progress. And, you know, sometimes they do have these types of peer pressure scenarios pop up because they tell me about it. And it's like I said before, I'm sure you can relate with the following types of comments where... People are like, oh, you're not coming out to the pub tonight. Oh, you're so boring. Or you're going to sleep early tonight instead of playing poker with us. Wow, you're old now. Or just have another drink. Stop ruining, ruining the night. But the thing is, to be straight up with you, those are comments I used to get. But since then, who made insane progress with their health and fitness journey? Myself. And guess who also witnessed that progress happen? The same people who would make those comments towards me. And no prizes for correctly guessing who also asked me for fitness advice nowadays as well. And was it annoying for me to hear these comments at first? Of course. But the more consistently these people saw me respect the boundaries I would put in place for myself, for my health and fitness, which is important to me, the less it happened over time. And this isn't to put myself on a pedestal in any way, but instead so you can see that these types of peer pressure scenarios from family, from friends, from acquaintances happen more often than you think. It's a normal part of being on a fitness journey. The second point is that you're 100% in charge of whether you give in to temptations such as snacking at work, going overboard at the bar, or eating all the treats at your uncle's place. No one else's, just you. And thirdly, you know, if you keep being consistent enough, you will eventually see results. And when you see results, those same people will be asking you for advice because you've set the example. Enough about why peer pressure scenarios happen, I should say. What I'm going to do now is give you my five best tactics to how you should perhaps could deal with them. So the first one, and this is probably my favorite one because this just for some reason it works strangely, it strangely works very well. And uh, it was actually one I picked up from my mentor, Jordan Sire, and for whatever reason, like I said, just works very well. And uh, it's, it's perfect for regardless of whether you're in a, a group of people who keep trying to get you to eat and drink more or whether you're just uh, with one person. And uh, basically, so how does it work? Well, you would say something along the lines of, I'm doing a 50-day challenge where I don't drink alcohol. Or I promised myself I'd only drink water for the month. Or my aim is to go 30 days in which I skip dessert. Regardless of what it is, I've always noticed that when you tell someone you're doing a challenge, which is the reason why you aren't eating or drinking more, they immediately back off. What you specifically say doesn't matter too much because it doesn't even have to be real. The main aim of saying that you're doing a challenge is just to get the obnoxious person or people off of your back so that you can be more consistent with your calorie counting diary and, you know, your healthier eating. You might not even be calorie counting, but just your healthier eating around and trying to stay on tra track with your goals. 
another potential solution that you could uh, you could go for if you don't want to overuse the challenge one or maybe it just isn't right for that particular moment is that you could take it to go. So whatever it is they're offering you, just take it, say, okay, but take it to go because society has led us to believe that we need to eat everything off of our plate or or eat everything that's given to us at that very moment. But that couldn't be further from the truth. For example, if you're at work and Chris from the next desk over brings in a box of, let's say 12 Krispy Kreme donuts and, and persists on you having one. But the issue is it doesn't fit into your, let's say, let's say for this particular scenario, you are counting calories and it doesn't fit into your calorie counting goal for the day because you've already got everything planned out, but you would love to have one. So you're going to make space for it tomorrow. Then just say that, say that you'd love to have one, but you're going to take it with you to have later. And that could obviously go, go two ways, depending on how he's like, if he's an irritating person, then he may be a little bit annoyed, but who cares because his annoyance isn't your issue. Or if he's a great work colleague on the other hand, then he'll understand and be pleased that you're accepting his offer. Another way that you could think about this same tip that I just gave you is, let's say you are at a restaurant for your friend Mary's birthday and your cousin insists on you sharing another bowl of buffalo wings, although you've already eaten two slices of pizza, as well as enjoyed a Long Island iced tea. And by this point, you just feel like you've had enough. So you could say you'll be happy to order it. You're just going to take your half of wings to go. And if she's a pain in the butt cousin, she'll probably start whining. But it doesn't matter because you've got goals to accomplish. And that's just something you have to remember. And or if she's a lovely cousin on the other hand, she'll agree and go ahead with whatever you guys just planned. Because in both these scenarios, saying you're going to have it later is a perfectly normal response. It's not weird. It's not strange. You've got goals to achieve. And if taking it to go is the best option for you at the time, then so be it. So moving on to the next point, and one that I think is a good one to bear in mind, is just avoid talking about your food choices. You don't have to justify your food choices to other people. If you're wondering what I mean, let's think about it like this. So say like, I don't know, let's say you're at Wendy's and you're with your friend Angelica and she's like, let's order a tub of fries to share. And you say to her, I'd rather not. I feel pretty satisfied with what I've had up until now. And then she like, she glances at your meal and, and smirks and, and say something like, is that what you're going to eat? Are you on a diet or something? You know, most diets don't even work, right? You know, something ob obnoxious like that. And then you say to her, that's fine, but I'm good on the fries, thanks. And then she's continuing to try and convince you, maybe something like, oh, come on, I really want some, but they only have it in one size and I don't want the entire thing. Stand your ground. Tell her to go get it for yourself and just save some for yourself for later. I'm, I'm fine. If anything, I reckon she would instantly admire how well you held your line. Again, her seeing you set the example, I'm sure she'll be impressed with that. Maybe not in the moment, but down the line, she'll reflect on that and think, okay, I need to do what you're doing. And, you know, realize that in that imaginary conversation I just shared with you, there was there was no justifying, there was no entertaining, entertaining the conversation, nor were there any signs of hesitation. You just politely declined and told her you're satisfied, which there's absolutely nothing wrong with and, and good on you. Whew. Anyway, another point you could potentially use, another tactic is just say you're not feeling well. Again, does it have to be true? No. 
are you lying? Maybe, and although I don't always condone lying, even though I, I do believe it's entirely dependent on the context, and as long as you're not hurting anyone and it just gets to an obnoxious person to stop persisting, then so be it. Because when people are sick, often they don't have an appetite, and if you don't want to eat or drink whatever is being offered because it's not in line with your goals, and they're continuously persisting, just say you haven't been feeling well and your appetite is non-existent. It could work. Although how you deal with the conversation that follows up is up to you. Uh, so that was a, that's it for that tactic. On to the next one. Realize that food is always in your control. It's not the other way around. And that's probably one of my favorite tactics on this list. And, and one that doesn't need too much expanding on as various examples have already been mentioned throughout this podcast episode. But you're in charge of your relationship with food. Food is not in charge of you. You're an adult, so you can make decisions that... Dishes, decisions that let me say that again you're an adult so you can make decisions that will benefit you in the long term rather than succumb to the instant gratification that will cause you to go against what you're aiming to achieve of course giving in once in a while does happen it's absolutely fine no one is perfect you shouldn't beat yourself up for it but it is your duty to ensure that the consistency is there because whether you do or you don't is entirely on you and no one else and uh I think that's pretty much it for ex tactics. I know this wasn't the longest podcast episode in the world. I, I will quickly share a story that I like that came to mind as I was recording this podcast episode. So, like, it was from back in 2018. So shortly after graduating from my strength and conditioning degree at the University of uh, Central Lancashire in the north of England, in a in a city called Preston, depending on how you know how well you know your northern english geography you'll likely know where that is shortly after i graduated i worked a temporary office job in canary wharf in london for about three months and of course there were always treats going around meaning that pretty much everyone was always snacking at work or often snacking at work i should say and this one lady who i'm, I'm just going to call her hannah just for the, the sake of this episode she wouldn't stop persisting that i had some of this massive jar of peanut m&ms for whatever reason like yeah, I'd, I, you know, I could have some any day that week. I didn't have to have some there in that moment. And it's like I said, I, I just didn't want any. And at first I thought, you know, I thought she was being polite, like I said, at the start of this episode. But after, like, I'd politely declined like a good five times and, and she was being strangely persistent. And after her, like, fifth, oh, come on, without thinking, I just said, you know what? I didn't want to mention this at first because I was a little bit embarrassed, but I'm allergic to nuts. So I hope you understand why I've been saying no now. And boom, she didn't ever ask me again, which I thought was lovely. We stayed cool from there too, nothing changed within our relationship. And would I have used that excuse if I had been staying for longer than three months? Probably not. But it worked for me at the time and considering me and her didn't speak much, it was an easy it was an easy one to get away with. On an unrelated note, the office job also did teach me a few other things, even though you didn't ask me whether or not you're interested. The things that it did teach me were that treats going around the office all day, every day, and the continuous snacking at work. It's a very real thing, and the temptations can be super high, although this can easily be worked around by planning in advance, and it's definitely not an excuse to always be slacking. Uh, another thing it taught me was that there's not enough readily available nutritious foods in many workplaces, although I think that's for another podcast episode. And uh, telling someone, again... Another point is telling someone you're never really going to see again that you're allergic to something is such an easy way to get them to stop persisting. And my last thing I realization that I came to whilst working there was that an office job wasn't for me. Not getting at it, like I know loads of people who 
who love their job and they work in an office and have done for many years. But just for me personally, I just didn't enjoy it. But otherwise, now you know exactly what to do when peer pressure scenarios arise amongst your friends, families and acquaintances. And you know what, if you enjoyed listening to this peer pressure scenarios and you know how to deal with it podcast episode, then you know what you should do? You should click the link on the show notes that I'm going to, I'm going to leave a link in the show notes. And it's basically a link for my free nutrition for fat loss PDF and, or depending on if you want just one or both, my full body workout plan, which I've recently completely revamped the full body workout plan. So it's, it's looking brand new. I've recently revamped the nutrition for fat loss PDF as well. So it's looking brand new. The information on there is all up to date. The graphic design is looking really cool as well. And uh, basically it's going to help you a ton. They're both free. You can click, you can have them within the next two minutes, just or one minute even. All you have to do is submit your email so that they'll, they'll go straight into your inbox and it's yours and you'll get a bunch of free education and on from, just from two PDFs that I spent quite a good bit of time putting work into. Otherwise, before finishing, I also want to say if you're not following the podcast already, then what are you doing? You should follow up. I'd love to have you as a, a follower here. And uh, that's pretty much it for today. I'm going to end it now. So uh, take care. I hope you're well. And I'll see you around.